Chapter Twenty Five of The Glory of the Conquered. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Berard. The Glory of the Conquered by Susan Glasspool. Chapter Twenty Five. Doctor Parkman's Way. The next morning, Doctor Parkman turned his automobile in the direction of the university of chicago there was a very grim look on his face as he sent the car with the hand of an expert through the crowded streets he had his do-or-die expression and the way he was letting the machine out would not indicate a shrinking back from what lay before him he rather chuckled once that is it began in a chuckle and ended with the semblance of a grunt and when he finally swung the car down the midway he was saying to himself glad of it i've been wanting for a long time to tell that lane what i thought of him inquiries over the telephone had developed the fact that through some shifting about dr george lane was temporary head of the department it was to dr george lane then that dr parkman must go with the matter in hand this morning that had seemed bad at first lane was one man out there he couldn't get on with and did not want to they always clashed upon their last meeting lane had said really now dr parkman don't you feel that a broader culture is the real need of the medical profession and parkman had retorted shouldn't wonder but has it ever struck you dr lane that a little more horse sense is the real need of the university professor he declared grimly as he finally drew his car to a snorting stop at the university that he would have to try some other method than firing his soul as ernestine had bade him do in the first place he figured it out he has no soul and if he had i wouldn't be the one to fire it with anything but rage but the doctor was not worrying much about results he thought he had a little ammunition in reserve which assured the outcome and which would enable him at the same time to let loose on lane should the latter show a tendency to become too important the erudite lane was a neatly built little fellow very spick and span first america and then england had done their best or worst by him just as every hair on his head was properly brushed so dr parkman felt quite sure that every idea within the head was properly beaten down with a pair of intellectual military brushes one of which he had acquired to the west and the other to the east of the atlantic i suppose he's a scholar mused the doctor as he surveyed the back of the dignitary's head while waiting but what in god's name would he do if he were ever to be hit with an original idea ah yes dr parkman we so seldom see you very busy men out here we always appreciate it when you busy men look in upon us now the tone did not appeal to dr parkman and with one of his quick decisions he bade tact take itself to the four winds leaving him alone with his reserve guns i always appreciate it he began abruptly not attempting to deny that he was a busy man when people take as little of my time as possible i will try to do unto others as i would 
that others do unto me by the merest lifting of his eyebrows lane signified that he would make no attempt at detaining the doctor longer than he wished to stay he awaited punctiliously the other man's pleasure silently emphasizing that the interview was not of his bringing about thinks i'm a boor and a brute mused parkman what i wanted to see you about he began relates to dr hubers ah yes poor hubers a remarkable man in many ways it is one of those things which make one very sad we wanted him to go on with his lectures but he did not seem to feel quite equal to it huh that might mean a variety of things the tone of patronage infuriated carl's friend jealous sore glad carl's out of it he was interpreting it then he delivered this very calmly well the fact of the matter is that among all medical men and in that part of the scientific world which i may call the active part the only part of any real value carl hubers is regarded so far above every other man who ever set foot in this university that all the rest of the place is looked upon as something which surrounds him over in europe they say chicago university of chicago oh yes yes indeed i remember now that's where hubers is the professor as dr parkman frequently insisted on calling him showed himself capable of a rush of red blood to the face and of a very human engulfing of emotion in a hurried cough ah i see you are a warm friend dr parkman quickly regaining his impenetrable superiority and smiling tolerantly but looking at it quite dispassionately putting aside sympathy and all personal feeling i have sometimes felt that dr hubers in spite of his i may say gifts in some directions is a little lacking in that broad culture that finer quality of universal scholarship which should dominate the ideal university man of to-day dr parkman was smiling in a knowing way to himself i see what you mean professor though i would put it a little differently i wouldn't call him in the least lacking in broad culture but he is rather lacking in pedantry in limitations in intellectual snobbery in university falderalls and of course a man who is actually doing something in the world who stands for real achievement has a little less time to look after the fine quality of universal scholarship perhaps lane would have been either more or less than human had he not retorted to that but as to this great achievement it has never been forthcoming has it the doctor had a little nervous affection of his face the corner of one eye and one corner of his mouth sometimes twitched a little people who knew him well were apt to grow nervous themselves when they made that observation but as no one who knew him chanced to be present the storm broke all unannounced for which he snarled out every cheapskate of a university professor who never did anything himself but paddle other men's canoes for which every human phonograph and intellectual parrot sends out thanks from his two-by-four soul but among men who are men among physicians who have cause to know his worth among scientists big enough to get out of their shadows and thank god 
among the people who haven't been fossilized by clammy universities out of all sense of human values among them i say carl hubers is appreciated for what he was close to doing when this damnable fate stepped in and stopped him the man of broad culture very white as to the face rose to his fullest height it should not be held against him that his fullest height failed in reaching the other man's shoulder if there is nothing further he chucked out perhaps we may consider the interview concluded no retorted parkman serenely the interview has just begun it's your business isn't it to listen to matters relating to this department it is but as i am accustomed to meeting men of some manners supplied the doctor pleasantly as i am accustomed to men of a somewhat different type he picked the phrase punctiliously manifestly a conservative even in war i was naturally unprepared for the nature of your remarks oh well the unexpected must be rather agreeable when one leads so cut and dried a life but what i want to see you about he went on quite as though he had dropped the most pleasant thing in the world is just this i want you to give the use of dr huber's laboratory his equipment and at least one of his assistants to dr huber's wife that she may get in shape to work with him as his assistant and enable him to carry on his work and do those things which as you correctly state are still unachieved now the delivering of that pleased dr parkman very much he scarcely attempted to conceal his righteous pride really now gasped the head of the department after a minute of speechless staring really now dr parkman you astonish me that's the truth if he ever spoke it thought the doctor grimly dr huber's wife i understand you to say and he of erudition was equal to a covert sneer just what has she to do with it please she has everything to do with it in the first place she is rather interested in dr huber's then she's a remarkable woman needs to freshen up on some things needs quite a little coaching in fact but in my judgment the best way for hubers to go on with his work you didn't think for a moment he was out of it did you is for his wife to get in shape to work with him that can be all arranged all right he concluded pleasantly then dr george lane spoke with the authority in him vested it certainly cannot he said with an icy decisiveness but why not pursued parkman innocently oh now don't misunderstand me professor i didn't for a minute expect that you were to give any of your valuable time to mrs hubers hastings is the fellow i'd like her turned over to he's a friend of mine and he's in sympathy you know with dr hubers work all you'll have to do is to tell hastings to do it explained the doctor expansively the head of the department quite gleamed with the pride of authority as he pronounced which you may be very certain i shall not do no said parkman leaning over the desk a little and looking at him you say no i do replied the man in authority with brevity emphasis and finality dr parkman leaned back in his chair and seemed to be in deep thought then the popular idea is all wrong isn't it 
i am at a loss to know what popular idea you refer said the professor with a suitable indifference oh merely to the popular idea that this place amounts to something that it has let go of a little medievalism and is more than a crude cheap pattern funny what ideas people get isn't it now there are people who think the university here puts a value on individuality that it would actually bend a rule or two to fit an individual case in fact that it likes initiative encourages originality wouldn't in the least mind having a few actual achievements to its credit at the same time goaded from his icy calm it does not propose to make itself ridiculous and doing a rather unconventional thing in order to bring about a very great thing would be making itself ridiculous would it i fail to see how anything so preposterous could bring about good results said the man in authority introducing into that a note of dismissal do you replied parkman not yet dismissed well if you will pardon a little more plain speaking i will say that this is something i know a good deal more about than you do we have made other arrangements for the laboratory and the professor picked up a paper from his desk and looked it over nice subtleties evidently being lost so going to give it to some fellow who will devote himself after the fashion of university men to verifying other men's conclusions then dr parkman rose well he said you've had your chance you had a chance to do something which would give this place an excuse for existing i'm sorry you weren't big enough to take it i fear medical men may feel some little prejudice about, about this he remarked easily not in the least as though dealing in heavy ammunition hubers commands the medical men you know they care more for him than for all the rest of the fellows out here put together about that medical school of yours he said meditatively that you're pushing so hard just now to whom shall i tender my resignation as chairman of the committee i'm on and at the same time i'll just be released from the lectures i was to give in the winter quarter i'm entirely too busy to spend my time on a place that doesn't care for anything but dead men's bones lewis and richmond will probably want to pull out too of course he went on seemingly to himself a thing like this will unfortunately be noised about and all doctors will be a little sore about your not caring to stand by hubers but i suppose i had better see the president about all that he gets home next week and come to think of it i'm pretty close to a couple of members of the board i operated on both lessing and tyler both of those fellows have a notion they owe their lives to me that makes people feel rather close to one you know but then of course you don't know why should you and dear me there's that rich old patient of mine burley now isn't it strange turning genially to lane as if merely interesting him in a philosophical proposition how one thing leads to another i fear burley may not be so interested in making that gift to the new medical building if he knows i've cut loose from the place the president will feel rather sore about that too you know how the president is about such things 
but then shrugging his shoulders indifferently he needn't feel sore at me dr george lane was swallowing very hard though learned he was not dull word by word he had drunk in the bitter truth that this big dark rough ill-mannered man was not to be put down with impunity call it bullying any hard name you would there was no evading the fact that it was power in sledgehammer strokes the professor was just wise enough to see that there lay before him the unpleasant task of retraction uh, of course doctor he began striving for nonchalance do not take this as too final you see anything so unusual as this will have to come before the committee you did not present it to me uh very fully but the more i consider it the more i am disposed to think it is a thing we may care to undertake i will present it oh don't bother about that said the doctor pleasantly i wouldn't worry the committee about it if i were you i can get a downtown laboratory all right i simply thought i would give the university a chance at the thing it doesn't matter he concluded opening the door well now i'll tell you doctor said lane and part of his face was white and part of it was red while you're out here you would better go up and see hastings i'm sure i can say speaking for the committee that we will be very glad to have mrs hubers here i fired his soul all right thought the doctor grimly as he walked up to find hastings those little two by fours end of chapter twenty five